If you are over 80, you'll probably connect to one of these two phrases. You'll probably connect to strike while the iron is hot. Or you'll connect to make hay while the sun is still shining. That, that's probably, those are phrases you probably connect to. If you're under 80, you're more likely to connect to phrases like carpe diem or seize the day or maybe just do it. And if you're even younger still, you're probably going to connect to the phrase of YOLO, which I'm still getting up to speed with, Byron, which is you only live once. But regardless of your age or your generation or which one of these phrases you connect to intellectually or emotionally, the reality is that in each of these phrases, they, they are trying to express what, what I'm saying this morning is one particular point, and that's this. Don't delay, do it today. You know, life is fleeting, is, is the point. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You may not get another chance. The opportunity is now. You can't allow timidity or fear or laziness to keep you from grabbing hold of and getting all the fullness of life. Do it today. Don't delay. And while that mindset is prevalent within our culture and has been um, for, for all the, really all the generations of humanity, it's been there in one level or another, while it's prevalent within the human culture, within uh, our world, I believe that idea of don't delay, do it today, is central to the crosswalk life as well. I believe it's central to the crosswalk life that we've been talking about for several weeks now. A life that is wholeheartedly dedicated to hearing and responding to the call of Jesus as he says, I want you to deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow follow me. You see, as you start to watch Jesus, in the very beginning of his ministry, it's clear that for him, this do it today, uh, uh, don't delay and do it today, is, is central to what it means to be a disciple. Listen to this passage of scripture that um, you ha- see in front of you. Now, as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately, they left the boat 
and their father and followed him. Matthew 4, verses 18 through 22. You see, in this passage of Scripture, there is this spirit of immediacy, right? This don't delay, do it today type of spirit. And it's that spirit in Jesus that he, he's saying this, this sets the pace. This sets the pace for you as a disciple entering into this discipleship of following me. But my point this morning is that don't delay, do it today isn't just about the beginning of our walk with Jesus, but it's actually also about our continuing walk with Jesus. Every day and every step of the way, there is this element of don't delay, do it today. But there's a challenge, and we've been talking about this, there's a challenge in front of us when it comes to really grabbing onto that spirit, and that challenge is our own self-walk spirits. Remember that, that sense of, of the pursuit of our own wants and our own desires above the will of Christ. That's, that's sort of it in the nutshell. But even though we're being called, don't delay, do it today, follow Jesus in all aspects of your life, this self-walk spirit is always there with mindsets that ultimately turn us into spiritual procrastinators. It, it turns us into people that, that aren't really appreciating that do it today, don't delay. Into people that are saying things like, well, maybe tomorrow. Instead of aligning our hearts and minds with Jesus today, we end up thinking, well, we'll do it tomorrow. Or, or maybe tomorrow, and then tomorrow and tomorrow, and we turn into these spiritual procrastinators when Jesus is calling us to things today, and we're always saying, I I hear you, Jesus, and and I plan to do that. I plan to do that tomorrow. This morning, I I, I see three things. I, I see three times in which this spiritual procrastination shows up when when we should be having the spirit of don't delay and do it today and the first thing that i see is when it comes to honoring our precious relationships listen again to these words of jesus and pay attention to what he's saying about the value of our relationships Therefore, if any of you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. That's very familiar. That's a very uh, uh, familiar passage of Scripture to us. But what I want us to hear is this sense of, immediacy, the sense of appreciation uh, uh, of the preciousness of our relationship with one another. 
And, and Paul talks about that in a little bit different way, but it's, it's still about this sense of uh, valuing the preciousness of relationship there as he talks in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26 and says, be angry and yet do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. You see, both Jesus and his apostle is communicating to us that there is a today priority. Listen, there's a today priority when it comes to addressing disharmony and conflict that's between us. If there's conflict and disharmony between us, Jesus is saying to us, he, the, the Apostle Paul is saying to us, this is a today issue. This is something that needs to be addressed immediately. But then again, all too often, what happens is our self-walk spirits our attitudes, our self-centeredness, and our self-interest, what they do is they begin to trivialize. That disharmony that exists. And, and they start to trivialize the preciousness of our relationships with one another. And thus they end up moving us to either ignore or refuse to address the difficulties that we're having between one another. And, and, and as a result of that, listen, as a result of that, unresolved conflict and anger begins to corrupt us from within. When we don't address those issues, when, when we don't grab onto that don't delay or do it today and don't delay spirit what happens is is all of a sudden we start being corrupted with long-standing hatred bitterness and worst of all I think indifference to each other all all together and what that does is, is through that long-standing hatred and bitterness and inter indifference, it opens us up to Satan. And he gains a foothold in our life for his purposes and not the purpose of Jesus. But as, as crosswalk disciples, we do and we must value the precious relationships that we have with one another in Christ Jesus so highly that we never delay when it comes to seeking reconciliation in relationships. We, we never delay. We seek reconciliation today. Isn't that right? But here's the thing. When, when we do, we experience the greater joy of living in peace. There's that conflict, that, that disharmony. But for us in Christ, we're wanting to pursue and live in that peace that comes in reconciliation. Let me think about this for a moment with me. 
Would it not give you great joy today if today all wars stopped? If today child abuse stopped? If today racism stopped? If today terrorism stopped? If today hate stopped? If today gang violence stopped? If today bullying stopped? Would that not give you a great deal of joy today, right? It would. It would fill us with joy. Well, I hate to tell you this. I'm going to go back to what Byron said earlier. You can hope for that all you want. But I'm here to tell you that you can't and I can't do one single thing to stop any of that today. We can't. We can't stop any of that. As much as we want that peace in our life and want all of that peace to reign over our world, we can't do anything to make that happen now. No, now. No, now. There's nothing that we can do. But what we can do, what we can do today is we can stop the conflicts that we've created with one another. And we can start enjoying that peace which I think is greater peace when it comes to our harmony and relationship with each other in Christ. We can start today with love and humility of Jesus and renew those relationships to enjoy the peace that we have, the respect and the care and support that comes in true and abiding fellowship with one another. See, Jesus is saying, do that today and don't delay. Well, there's a sermon. <laughs> but, but I see something else here in this idea of don't delay, do it today. I think it's also critical when it comes to preventing the hardness of our hearts. You, you remember what the Hebrew writer said in, in Hebrews 3.13? Encourage one another day after day while it's still called Today, and let none of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You see, the Hebrew writer is communicating the urgency of having a don't delay, do it today attitude. Well, better yet, God is communicating this don't delay, do it today attitude, and that it is an extremely important moment on your spiritual calendar. Look at your spiritual calendar and see when it comes to sin and, 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 and protecting yourself or preventing sin from taking root in your life, which day is the most important day? And God say, stop, let me do that. It's today. It, it, it's today. And, and the point here is that by the Hebrew writers, we need to be uh, encouraging one another, and we need to be encouraging ourselves to vigorously doing all that we can to make sure that no sinful attitudes or practices have taken residency up within our hearts. That's what he's talking about, and, that, and that's the idea. And the truth is, is that 
that while some may think that uh, that sin is just neutral, or that sin is benign in our lives, the reality from the Hebrew writer is sin is deceitful. And what happens with sin, because it's so deceitful, is that it becomes this insidious, hardening agent in our hearts. When it's left unchecked, slowly but surely, that sin within us starts hardening our hearts more and more. And it slowly but surely leads us away from the crosswalk life in, in whatever that sin's connected to. And ultimately, the danger is, is that it can even lead us away from our Christ himself. If it goes unchecked. Look at Ephesians. I, I want you to see here. And, and this is the interpretation of Scripture in the easy-to-read version. But listen to what Paul shares with them about the hardening that can take heart, take place in those who won't believe. He says, I warn you, don't continue to live as those who don't believe. Their thoughts are worth nothing. They have no understanding, and they know nothing because they refuse to listen. So they cannot have life that God gives. They have lost their feelings of shame and used their lives to do what is morally wrong. Watch. More and more they want to do all kinds of evil. You see, when the hardening of sin starts to set in, the point that he's saying, the point that I'm making here, is that it leads you and it hards you to the point that there is nothing, nothing, sinfully speaking, there is nothing that you will not do. And some say, well, I'll never, hardening of heart, you'll do that. And some, well, I would never, no. If you allow that sin, the hardening of your heart, you will do that. And and sadly, listen, sadly, former believers, former elders, former missionaries, former ministers, former members prove that what he's saying and what I'm saying here is absolutely true as they allowed their hearts to become hardened by sin. And they left the crosswalk life, and some even left God behind. Sin, left unchecked, hardens, hardens the heart. That's the warning. But the good news is that when we don't delay... But allow Jesus to lead us away from any and all sin. We start to enjoy or we gain and we receive the joy of softened hearts. Not hard hearts, but we're constantly allowing Jesus to shape and soften our hearts to the good things that he wants to. We 
are able to walk in the joy of, of the truth. That we walk in the joy of the truth that sets us free from that ignorance and from all of that vanity that, that Paul was talking about. It, it allows us to walk in the life and the light of Jesus instead of the darkness and the death of the devil. And it allows us in our walk to be able to walk in the pleasure of our Father and not in the grossness of evil that we were called to turn away from. When we don't delay, and we do it today, when it comes to sin, we live in the joy of truth and life and light and the pleasure of our Father. There's one last one. And this last one is really pretty central, but so incredibly important. And that's when we're talking about the criticalness of don't delay and do it today when it comes to responding to the call to be saved. You know, even the most cursory reading of the epistles of the New Testament, you begin to see that there is a very strong and clear calling of don't delay, do it today when it comes to the salvation brought through us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's clear everywhere you turn. And, and it's so familiar to us and sometimes over the years we, 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 we start to miss it. And maybe others miss it. That we think about Acts 2 the 38 and those people who are wanting to, 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 to be absolved of their sins and they're asking, what shall we do? And, and Peter says, repent and be baptized. And let each, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or in the name of Jesus Christ, and you receive the washing of your sins away in the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and that's all really important. But when you go there, you see that they responded in verse 41. And it says, and that day they were added. And added to, I'm going to say, the kingdom of the saved. And then when you go to Acts chapter 8. And, and you realize that, that, that the jailer at Philippi was asking for how it is it to be saved. And Paul and Silas uh, taught him the gospel and taught him about Jesus, that when he heard that, 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 that very hour, they went. And it says, immediately, he and his household were baptized. And then as Paul stands before King Agrippa, and, and he tells him about his conversion, he recounts the words of Ananias to him as Ananias is directing him as to how he should go in the way of Jesus Christ. And he reminds, he, he, he recounts and says that Ananias said to me, why do you delay? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. You see, it's clear. That this idea of receiving the salvation of Jesus Christ is a today thing that we don't delay. But this don't delay and do it today has not always just been something recorded in Scripture, but it's still the message for us 
the message for us and others today. And the reason why that message is so urgent is because tomorrow may be the day of death. Tomorrow may be the day in which the Lord comes. And all of those who have refused the loving call of salvation in Jesus Christ don't have the hope of salvation. They only receive the earning of eternal death. In the 30 years that I've been in, in ministry, I've encountered a lot of delay statements. I've heard people say to me this, this statement. They've said, you know, if, if I believe and I'm baptized into Christ, I, I will be turning away from the religion of my childhood and the religion of my family. And, and if I do that, that, that will break their hearts. And, and, and they may even reject me. So not today. And I've heard people say many times, they've said things like, well, if I decide to follow Jesus, that's going to change everything. It's going to change everything about how, what I do in my life and how I interact with my friends and, and, and how I behave at work. And, and, and I'm just not ready to do that today. And, and I've even heard people, and maybe you have too, and I've heard people say, you know, I, I believe in God. And I believe in Jesus, but I've found Christians to be some of the worst people I know. So I don't think I'll do that today. And, and I get that, and I understand that at certain levels. But at the end of the day, it's just all that we've been talking about in this series. It's just all self-walk talk. It's, it's just us saying to ourselves, you just do what you want to do and not what Jesus wants you to do, and it ultimately keeps them away from the awesome salvation of Jesus and in the horrible grip of death, eternal death. But the good news is when they do, when we do, arise and through faith or baptized, we begin to get to live in such great joy. Joy beyond this earth. The joy of living in the assurance of the saving grace. And the eternal life and the glory of heaven in Jesus Christ. We begin to live in the confidence that because God is for us, no one or nothing is against us. And we get to live in the joy of knowing that the strength of the Holy Spirit is helping us and supporting us as we continue to walk every single day in the way of the cross and according to the will of Jesus Christ. So one more time, the encouragement is this. Don't delay. Make peace. In a fractured relationship.
don't delay. Prevent sin from hardening your heart. And don't delay. Be baptized. Be saved today. While we stand and while we sing.